Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Best. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Well, good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And we've got Larry on his phone down there in the Southland. Hi, Larry. Hey, Stuart. Uh, We're going to be bouncing around a lot tonight uh, on different subjects. Um, Larry's got a few things he wants to talk about. Um, I just wanted to remember or speak about uh, Isaiah 14, 25 through 27 to start this. This is the purpose that is proposed upon the whole earth. And this is the hand that is stretched out upon all the nations. For the Lord of hosts has proposed, and who shall disannul it? And his hand is stretched out, and who shall turn it back. And uh mentioned this before, that uh, everybody seems to forget the God factor, that there is really a God out there. <laughs> I mean, he's there. And you can find him if you want to, bad enough. You, you really got to do what Jesus told you. But anyway, we got an email about this a little bit. Not really, but it's, this is deals in salvation says, I'm at a loss. The good news gospel is 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Jesus died and shed blood on the cross for all the sins of humanity, was buried and rose on the third day. That's absolutely right. It's all about your belief in this gospel. Faith in the blood of Jesus is what this is all about. Belief equals faith equals salvation. Jesus asked us to believe that he is God. We believe. Doing something gets you reward or not at the judgment seat of Christ in heaven. Doing something does not get anyone into heaven. Filthy rags. Okay, so how would one really answer that? Why do people pick out like 1 Corinthians and refuse to pick out what Jesus had to say in Matthew or in other places where he says, pick up your cross, where he says, if you uh, hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you lose your life for his sake, you'll find it. Why does he say, enter in at the straight gate? Why do we not accept? We only accept what we want to accept. We dismiss anything that we don't want to have in our little brain cells, I guess, rattling around in our heads. So what I'm really saying is you cannot pick and choose what you want to believe. The gospel is the gospel. It includes everything that Jesus Christ told us to do, commanded us to do, and we say, no, we're not going to do that. 
All we have to do is have belief. All we have to do is have faith. All we have to do is say the sinner's prayer. All we have to do are the ABCs of salvation. And then we're in like Flint. We have a ticket to ride. Only the ticket you've got is a ticket to eternal damnation. And Jesus Christ told you that. Well, I believe in the finished work of Christ. Well, I do too. How do you get to the finished work of Jesus Christ? How do you lay hold of that finished work that he did on the cross? He tells you how. He tells you how in many, many different places. Enter in at the straight gate. Walk that narrow way. I'm paraphrasing. Walk the narrow way unto life eternal. Well, who is life eternal? Jesus Christ. Who is, what is the mystery of God? The revelation of Jesus Christ. I don't know how people forget all that. I really am at a loss at this. You pick out one or two things and say you're saved. Jesus Christ commanded you not to do that. He said you seek the scriptures daily, thinking in them you will find eternal life. Well, this is what you're doing. You're just saying, I believe, therefore I'm saved. That's not what Jesus said. You seek in the scriptures to find eternal life. But you will not, you will not come to me that you might have life. Everybody forgets the word come to. What did Jesus say about coming to him? My burden is easy. Come to me, you that are heavy laden. Come to me, for my burden is light. My yoke is easy. Well, the word come is not believe. The word come is not have faith. The word come means exactly what you would think it means. Come to someone. Not believe in someone. Come to someone. What we have here, I think, is a total failure to communicate. God is trying to communicate with the human race. He told them what to do, how to do it. He sent his son in here, told them what to do, how to do it. Salvation is in the Old Testament. It matches exactly what Jesus Christ said in the New Testament. Why are you folks out there picking and choosing what you're going to believe? If you're going to say, I want the finished work of Christ, you have to accept what Jesus Christ commanded. It's not a work, not a legalism. Obedience is never defined anywhere in the scriptures as obedience or as a work. A work is when you try to justify yourself by your deeds, by your good thoughts, that God will accept you. He will not. Doesn't matter if you're Mother Teresa. Doesn't matter if you're just an angel of light. Never did anything wrong at all. In fact, Jesus ran into a rich young ruler, rich a rich man. And he was talking to this guy, and, and this rich young person said, uh, well, I've kept the commandments from my youth up. And Jesus said, well, you know, that's a wonderful thing. You lack 
one thing. Come, follow me. And the young man wouldn't do it. Come, follow me. Come to me. That's what he's asking. Why won't you do it? Why do you insist that all you've got to do is believe? When Jesus told you just the opposite in many, many places, do you not realize that believing and having faith, true faith, true belief, would you not really, if you understood who Jesus Christ really was, if you really believe he really is God, the creator, why won't you do what he said? If you believe it, I'll tell you why you won't, because you don't believe it. That's why. And so you make up all this gobbledygook. Well, I'll just say the sinner's prayer. You better start reading your scriptures, folks. Really. Time is short. We're coming up on the end of things much faster than you realize. Time is running short. You better get in that scripture and study it, not just pick out what you think you want to believe. You cannot do that. From Genesis to the end of the book of Revelation, it all ties together. And it ties together, by the way, mathematically. Mathematically. Please understand this. The gospel, the, the, the Bible was written over 1,200 years. People didn't even know each other for the most part. How is it that all of this is put together and its mathematical continuity is 100%? Nobody can answer that for me. No deep state nor global deep state person can answer that. You know why? Because there is no answer to it. That's why. The Bible tells you the truth. Jesus Christ came into this matrix, told you it was evil, told you you were in a prison house, and he also told you you walk in total spiritual darkness. He also told you how to get out of it. Enter in at the straight gate. Walk that narrow way unto life eternal, who is Jesus Christ. If you want to say that's a lie, if you want to mock it, and you want to just sit there and say oh, it's not true, you will end up in eternal ruin. Peter told you and warned you, as Jesus did, that our leaders, our Christian leaders, were a pack of liars, wolves, he said, in sheep's clothing, telling you a false gospel so that you will fall for it, begging for your money, begging for your estates, getting fat and rich off you by selling you fake merchandise. He told you all about it in Peter. Jesus warned you about it. He warned you about it right after he told you to enter in at the straight gate. He told you wolves were coming, and they were wolves in sheep's clothing. That's your leaders of today. I don't care. doesn't mean anything to me. You want to believe Billy Graham? Go ahead and believe Billy Graham. <laughs> you either, all of you listening, either you have a choice. You have a choice. 
You're either going to believe Jesus Christ and do exactly what he told you to do, and you can sit there and say, that's a work, and I'm not going to do that. Well, that's exactly what the Israel said in the Old Testament. Jesus, uh, the Lord told them back then, uh, you know, you, you need to go back to the old ways, and you need to walk therein. And everybody in Israel said, we will not do it. Modern Christians, when you talk about a straight gate and a narrow way, what do they say? We will not do it. We don't have to do it. We All we need is a sinner's prayer. All we need is to believe. Folks, you can believe anything. What you're doing when you say this is you're reducing Christianity into every other religious belief that's out there. You have diminished Christianity to the point where it doesn't even exist anymore. Christianity, true Christianity, is a radical different concept than any religion on this face of the planet. It is so different and so radical that Jesus said very few will believe it or do what he says. The vast majority who stand before him. In Matthew, go read it for yourself. I think it starts around verse 20 in Matthew chapter 7. Read it for yourself. Where he says to the Christians who had done all these marvelous works, they had gifts of the Spirit and all this stuff, he says to them, get away from me. I never knew who you were. How does he say that? Why does he say it? Well, because they never entered in. So they never knew who he was. Folks, it's real. I could sit here and tell you about my testimony, but I've, I've done it before. Briefly, I was searching for the Lord for years. Peace upon peace, here a little, there a little, principle upon principle. And I'm sitting in the church uh, or the couch one day feeling really sorry for myself and then all of a sudden it was like a curtain opened up in my mind it's like going to a movie and I'm looking into the love of Jesus Christ I'm looking into it he's showing who and what divine love is there are no human words to describe it. It has to be revealed to you. And this is the whole issue in a nutshell. It's all about a love type. It's all about the love that we lost way back in the Garden of Eden at the fall, eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Remember what God said? The day you eat thereof, you shall die spiritual death we were cut off from divine love but we're going to be judged by it when you die you're going to stand before the lord and your judgment is going to be based upon his love not yours his you're going to lose when i looked at that love all i can tell you is i knew i was lost damned and going to eternal ruin. 
That love is so vast, so deep, so depth, you can't explain it. And then he called me by name. He said, Stuart, do you believe that runs this universe? Well, after looking at it, yes, sir. Have you ever loved? No, sir. Looking at his love, we don't love at all. We love ourselves. It's a corrupt, fallen love we have. Then he steps forward and says, will you love? That's the offer of salvation. That's true salvation. And when I said yes, everything changed instantly. This is what true salvation is. It's not this gobbledygook you're being fed out there by these fakes. They're all fakes. They're all liars, just like Peter and Jesus Christ himself told you they were coming, told you they were wolves in sheep's clothing, told you they would fleece you of your money, of your estates, and of your eternal salvation. Those are they that he says, get away from me. I never knew you. So you got a choice, this believer here, Marsac 7. Um, you better open up your Bible. Better yet, why don't you get the locksmith? It's free of charge on my substack. And read it. And prove it wrong. Prove the whole thing wrong. I don't think you can. But I want you to try it. I don't want you to believe anything I just told you. I might be lying to you, and the only way you're ever going to know it is to search the Scriptures. Anyway, um, <laughs> end of that story. I've tried to convince people for the last 40 years, Larry, and it just doesn't do any good. Um, it's, it's too bad that people just pick and choose what they want to believe in the Bible and disregard everything else because it doesn't fit what they believe. That's, folks, that's why Jesus Christ told you to come as a little child to him. He also warns you that if you would not come to him as a little child, you would never enter the kingdom of heaven. What is he talking about? He's talking about you've got to get rid of all your biases. We all have our biases. He says when you come to Papa as a little child, if Papa tells you to do something, you just do it. Because Papa said to do it. And this is how it's supposed to be. So if Jesus tells you to enter in at the straight gate, walk the narrow way, if you really believe, you'll do it. If you don't believe, you won't. Anyway, end of story. Uh, what do you think, Larry? <laughs> it's well, I know uh, Darnett said she read The Locksmith and The Poor Lost Christian and loved it. And she recommends that... Uh, Everybody, you know, you can get the poor lost Christian on Kindle and, and read it when you feel like it. And, and uh, of course, you've got the uh, locksmith available, too. But I was thinking as you were sharing all of that, and, and you know, I was on Augusto's show earlier today, and and uh, I kind of went off on a different tangent and <laughs> began to talk to people about, you know, everybody thinks they're gone already, um, you know. But, but, you know, when they look around, they're still here. And the woes are worse, and 
and their you know luggage is still out by the curb and nobody stopped and there's no train and there's no buses and you know I said you know and then it kind of went weird because right after that I started uh, giving them what I thought was good advice on how to communicate when the, this big time of trouble comes down on us and we begin to have blackouts and you can't even talk to your next door neighbor but anyway uh that's beside the point but I was thinking as you were sharing that and and I want to tell people right up front I'm not I'm not a religious person I'm not a uh I'm not a, <laughs> a Bible scholar by any means you know I I even I I actually almost have to uh not get jealous when people quote scriptures cuz I'm not good at that I've got my favorites but you know, I mean, as far as quoting scriptures up and down through the whole New Old Testament, New Testament, you know, I stumble around pretty bad. But I know what they say, you know, and I know when I hear them what they said. And uh, one of the interesting things, I was sitting there, and, and you were sharing all of that, and I was talking about faith and belief and the race and all that kind of stuff. And, and I thought, well, you know, this would be like a guy that's just uh, tad lazy and, uh, you know, He's he's in a big crowd, and there's this big race going on, and so you take up your cross and you run this race. Well, he does, for one thing, he don't have a cross, and so he don't worry about taking up a cross. And then uh, because he don't feel like running a race, he goes over and sits down in a chair, and then bang, the gun goes off, and everybody starts running the race with their crosses, and they're just running the race of life, you know, trying to make it to the end. And this goes on for quite some time, and he's just sitting over there in his chair watching and laughing and, you know, watching, listening to his radio and watching a little TV and drinking a Coke. And uh, in a little while, he's still there, and uh, somebody says, uh, what are you doing back here, the race? They're way up there now. And, you know, some are doing pretty good. Some are falling down. Some are just crashing and burning almost with their crosses and, and it's tough. It's it's really tough on those people. And you're just sitting back here in a chair. And he said, that's all right. He said, I got faith that I've already run the race. And I actually believe I won the race. Well, Stuart, that's going to be pretty bad on that guy down the road, don't you think? Oh, way bad. Way, way bad. Kind of like Noah sitting in his easy chair for 40 days and 40 nights, praying his heart out. And thanking the Lord for building his ark. And at the end of the 40 days, he opens his eyes and there's no ark. And he's all all upset and everything. And he feels a hand on his shoulder and he looks up and it's the Lord. And he says, "Why, Lord, you were supposed to build me an ark so I could escape this coming flood. And, and the Lord looks at him sternly and says, what did I say, Noah? I told you. To build your ark. I'm not going to build it for you. If you want to escape, I suggest you get up off your chair and start building. Otherwise, you're not going to make it in time. <laughs> anyway, that's the difference between faith, belief, and actually entering in and doing what you're supposed to do. And this is where we are in modern Christianity. 
They have absolutely refused. They claim it's a work. They claim it's a legalism. There is no obedience. There is no repentance required. All we do is say this simple prayer. I suggest people go into Revelation chapters 2 and 3 and read about the seven churches. And at the end of every letter to those churches, it reads, To the overcomer will I grant every single letter. Look it up. Look up what the word overcome means. It means you have fought a battle, a war, and you have won it. You're a creature that has fallen. Jesus said you're in a prison house. You walk in spiritual darkness. You have no clue as to where you are going. The blind lead the blind. They all fall into the ditch together. What's he talking about? Fallen humanity are blind. They have a veil over their mind. I know for a fact they do. That's what happened to me when those curtains got pulled back. And I'm looking into this love of Jesus Christ. I mean, it'll blow your socks off. And the gentleness and the love in the voice when he addressed me by name. Look it up in John chapter 10. He's supposed to address you by name. He knows who you are if uh, you do what you're told. He knows who you are anyway, which is why he gets rid of most people. Go into Matthew chapter 7, folks. It's real. I never experientially came to know you is the actual translation. And uh, <clears throat> the only way you can experientially know someone is to meet them face to face. It's not like, okay, let's say you have a neighbor that's 10 miles away, but you've never met them. Maybe you're connected via the Internet, and you've had a lot of phone conversations. But that's all. We could say the phone conversations are prayer, really. So you're conversing that way. But have you actually gone to the, to the house of that person, met them, shook their hand, and conversed? This is what Jesus is getting at. This is what he wants. You to meet him face to face. You will. And uh, anyway, I can't. Here's the other thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, this is a comment. Gentlemen, could you explain the dichotomy between your extensive personal experience and subject matter expertise, but then relying almost exclusively on Hal Turner for international news, irrespective of the continuous falsehoods. How many times is it now he's claimed nuclear weapons have been detonated in Ukraine? Over three, and then I don't know what it says. If you use Copyscape, you can find many of his secret intel source stories are just cut and pasted, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <clears throat> We do use some of what Turner says, and Turner, a lot of times, is extremely accurate, and it gets picked up on the news within what? Well, you'd say, Larry, maybe a day, maybe two days, and it'll be verified. 
But uh, I don't see anything wrong with using somebody like that. Um, we try to vet. Larry tries to vet everything. I try to vet things out to see if they're true or whether they're not. We don't want to bring people false news. We want to bring as much truth as we can. Uh, we're not out here to the light of the people. But a warning is a warning, and we do know from Scripture that nuclear weapons are going to be used. And we are coming up on that time period. So whenever he talks about, well, nukes are being moved in Moscow, nukes are being moved to Belarus and all that sort of thing, and Poland or the wars are going on, we have to rely on either people being there or the inside so-called news, which we already know can be fake. It can be uh, <laughs> really fake, I guess. What do you think, Larry? <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm trying to think. You know, I, I deal in lots of intelligence information, and, and it, it, it's not no big deal. Intelligence, basically, it can be human intelligence, uh, cyber intelligence, it can be, uh, you know, communications intelligence. It can be rumors. All of that's intelligence, even lies. It can be a false flag lie, and it's still intelligence. You just have to vet it and, and either prove it or disprove it. Now, one of the things, you know, I don't know why this individual thinks that I'm using everything Hal's got. I use about 1% of everything on his website. I mean, seriously. Yes. I don't. When I get on here, I don't read 400 articles off Hal Turner. I'll, I'll read yeah. maybe one. I'll bring up one, maybe two, and then I'll begin to connect other sources of some of the similar material. Now, is it exactly like his material, the way he wrote it? Of course not. And if I, and if anybody asks me, well, uh, how how much of Hal Turner, his his uh, sources and stuff information that he has is accurate well my guess now this is just my guess i would guess 60 percent i think yes. that's fair yep i, I think 60 percent of his intel is right on a lot of people don't even see a lot of it uh you know but you you gotta think about it this way you know i like you know me and stuart one time we got well maybe more than once we got into talking about who can god use who can God use to give his people information? Well, he can't use, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, Mike Huckabee ran for uh, president. Well, nobody wanted to vote for Mike Huckabee. He was, they didn't want a Christian. That's right. So guess what? They, they voted Donald Trump. Well, then they didn't vote Donald Trump. So they voted Biden. So see there, that's what you're up against, people that think like that. You know what I'm saying? You can't please them no matter what you do. Now, let me, I want yep. to say this because uh, this is, you know, people don't realize, okay, Hal Turner's convicted. He's convicted of federal crime. He served time in federal prison. Do I know when that was? I do. I know when that was. I know what basically happened. He leaked information about Obama during Obama's term of office when they were cracking down on leaks. 
and he got himself sent, convicted and sent to federal prison for leaking some Obama information. Is, he, is Hal Turner perfect? Of course not. Of course not. Was Hal Turner back then probably a Christian? I doubt it. But since then, I've kind of followed along the information that, that, that he's given, and, you know, he had the uh, quadruple bypass surgery, almost died. He almost died two or three times after that, had heart attacks, at least three probably heart attacks. I bet the guy that's complaining about him don't know that. And, you know, uh, he then he began to focus in a little bit on Jesus and, and, and the Lord and, and begin to talk a little different than I've ever heard. And now he actually is putting occasionally, occasionally, a scripture here and there and trying to tie a few things together in Revelation. Is he is he a Bible scholar? I doubt it. He doesn't act like it, you know. I'm not judging the guy, but, but what I'm saying is I don't understand why people – you think you're going to get – does anybody think they're – look at, look at uh, Biden on his press conferences. Would you rather that I start reading you – verbatim, everything Biden says in his press conferences, even when he makes up lies, which he does every time he talks, would you rather I read that to you than some stuff on Hal Turner's side? You know, I'm able to do that. I listen to that blabbering fool up there, you know, that, that pretends he's a real president, that pretends he actually was voted in by millions, millions. It's so funny. You know, Trump, it takes, you know, 10, 15, 30, 50,000 people. He could, he could draw crowds like that all over the country and has for years and still doing it. You know, Biden couldn't get 30 people together hardly. They actually had to bust people in and have them sitting in chairs to even have a crowd of any kind. And you would rather, I suppose, that I read you his babbling mouth and baloney and lies. Listen, Hal Turner's not perfect, but he actually has, believe it or not, sources that I don't have that I can generally vet a little bit, either through Greece or through some other of the sources I know about. And, and so I generally say, and this is my opinion, is that Hal Turner's information is about 60%, okay? Like it yep. or not. But now I think that when I deal it and Stuart talks about it, we've, we pretty well vet it the best we can. We know something's going on. And we tell you right up front, generally, we're, we're not sure on all this. We're really upfront and honest with you. <clears throat> and if everybody that don't, if if there's a whole group of people out there listening to this show that don't want to hear that, that don't want to hear information about things you're never told, then write us and let us know, and I'll quit doing it. Yeah. Yep. That's good. I do have some news here, though, that everybody needs to hear. Now, this is partially vetted. Uh, it came in, and it, this is important. This is probably one of the most important signs from the heavens of the last days. So I wanted to bring that up right up front. New green comet called Nishimor to be closest to the Earth on 9-11 and eclipses the sun on 923 for 3 days 
Its path is through Leo and Virgo. Do you remember the green comet Ison? Remember Psalm 2 and its warning to the rich men of the earth? Kiss the sun, lest he be angry and you perish from the way. As Ison kissed the sun, if you remember, it kissed the sun on Thanksgiving Day, November 28, 2013, exactly 10 years ago. Folks, if this really works the way the uh, scientists say it's going to, they've known about it now for some time, I guess, but then now they're coming out with it. <clears throat> and uh, the guy that brought it to my um I watched his video, and he's got this all on the scientific pages where they, you know, they show the orbits and all of this. And so it is vetted from that perspective. But look at this, look at the dates. 9-11. 9-23. That's not by accident. God is telling us <clears throat> something with its path through Leo and Virgo. Remember the sign back in uh, 923, 2017? Remember that? Five years ago? Or more than that? Let's see, three years to, uh, yeah, it's five years. So five is six years. I mean, folks, this is a sign. They say you're going to be able to see it. It'll become very bright. There was a short movie made about this thing, and it said uh, a surprising eclipse, an unexpected eclipse was going to happen. It was a green comet, and they used green print as they ran through the scroll. I'm going to dig that up again. I did a prophetic insider on it. And uh, here it is. I just wanted to make sure that people heard about it. Uh, you can look it up for yourself, I'm sure. It's N-I-S-H-I-M-U-R is the name of it. And I connect it directly to Comet Ison. This is just too great a deal. And it's a green comet. And remember the horses, the the green one that runs. And here we are probably going to be at war very, very soon. So this is either a warning of something coming. This does not happen by accident. But those dates, if that's actually the true dates, which he showed it to be, but I, you know, you don't know. And the eclipse of the sun on 9:23 for three days is that maybe the three days of darkness that everybody is talking about? Could could this comet maybe flare and block out the sun momentarily? Remember the other comet that's coming in that grew horns. That's another warning, because in the uh, book of the Colburn, it talks about how this uh, 
strange star came into earth came in towards close to earth and it grew wings horns same thing all these things are warnings anyway the other one i want we're going to bounce around drought affecting panama canal threatens 40 percent of the world's cargo ship traffic drought you, you, if that what happens if that all stops folks along with trucking along with what's going on with the uh, cargo ships, many of them idling and just sitting there. Uh, These warnings that are coming out about food shortages, they're not fake. They're real. It doesn't matter if it's contrived or whether it's just things that happen. I can remember what Red Oak told me when he came to visit. He said, uh, looking right at me, he said, do you, uh, you, you've seen these uh, children with their distended bellies in Africa and other places? And I said, yeah. yeah. He said, that's going to be your grandchildren. There is famine coming upon the land of Babylon. And if you're not ready, you're going to be in a world of hurt. Don't expect to go to your neighbor and grab some of his food. You'll get a bullet in, in your head. Uh, you have to prepare these things. What do you think, Larry, about that comment, first of all? Well, I think that's, yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. Matter of fact, that comment, you know, it could, it could literally uh, explode or implode and put out a dust cloud, if you want to call it that, and, and – uh, block the sun i mean just depends on where it is and what happens and and uh, we know a lot of cosmic events are very interesting stuff but i was thinking as you were sharing too that chloros you know uh the color mm-hmm. green uh you know that's uh famine and you yes. know uh, we're getting ever everything in the world coming in and oddly enough i've been watching some of this stuff from wef and all of this other you know, the U.N. and and et cetera, et cetera. And uh, they plan on getting rid of a large portion of this planet. I mean, they don't need this much humanity, and they have a plan. And from what I can tell, they don't ever plan on Trump ever coming back. They don't ever plan on giving him a chance to come back. Uh, I can give you some information on some articles a little later on that. But uh, they don't plan on giving you a chance to do anything, they're going to get rid of you. And as a matter of fact, lockdown 2.0 and masks are already in the wind. Yeah, there are already some schools are doing it. Uh, some of the bigger companies like Lionsgate in Hollywood, they're doing it. They're new mask mandates, social distancing. I mean, it's ridiculous. We've already proved scientifically. If you go in and just look, maybe some of them have been eradicated now, but uh, a lot of these scientific reports told you that these masking events are much more harmful than they are helpful. They don't help you at all because when you exhale, you're exhaling CO2. When you breathe in, you're supposed to be breathing in oxygen for the lungs, but the CO2 remains in your mass, so you're breathing that back into your system. 
It's lowering the oxygen content in your blood, which lowers your brain capability. It relies on a lot of oxygen. My brain requires almost 100% oxygen all the time to operate. But this is how it works. And people make these uh, uh, scientific reports. These scientists, then there was a guy on TV, a doctor, who put on these masks, and he used vaping. And he put the mask on, he'd vape, put the mask on, and then blow it out, and it came right through the mask. Well, if it can come through the mask going out, it can come through the mask going in. Well, that's worthless. Plus, the uh, viruses are many, many times smaller, thousands of times smaller than those particles that were coming out in his vaping. And he used all kinds of masks to prove they don't work. And here we are. We got all these scientific proofs that they don't. What are they saying? You got a, you got a mask again. Social distance again. Well, we may have to have total lockdown skin. We may have to stop all these small businesses. They mean to destroy you. This new wave, too, is to destroy you, all of you listening. That's what it's meant for. Biden and his people want you dead. Get your mind around it. It's coming. They've already killed millions. All you have to do is go to the even the U.S., theirs or whatever they call it. You have to multiply the figures they give you by about 90 or more, probably 99, to get the true figures. They just admitted in the U.K. that the reported deaths or maiming, only 2% are reported. Well, you take those figures then and multiply by 98 and you get the true figures. You do this around the world, and we have over 20 to 30 million people dead, many millions more uh, maimed. And if all you got to do is go look around at what's going on. The railroads, well, we can't, we don't have enough people. The airlines, oh, we don't have enough pilots, or we don't have enough stewardesses. So they're cutting flights, giving you a, a false information as to why they're doing it. It's crew shortages. Right here in our little neck of the woods, you find all kinds of help-wanted signs. Why is that? <laughs> Folks, it's because people have died or they're so maimed they can't work. Uh, I don't know why people can't connect logically, logically connect the dots. I don't know why they would believe anything Fossey said, which he said was just a little bit ago, uh, we need to take care of those people who won't wear masks or, won't, or who won't take the jab and whatnot. They're going to mandate you take the jab. They're going to mandate it. There's going to be no options. Everybody has to be vaccinated with this new mRNA gene-altering, DNA-altering, making you a hybrid. This is the whole goal behind everything that the World Economic Forum and the United Nations are talking about. 
These people either want you dead or they want you high, uh, to be a hybrid. And they're going to mandate it. This next wave, they already experimented with it. Now they know that they can take a free nation like the United States with all of your rights of free travel, no papers, you don't have to show your papers anywhere, you, you don't have to do a walk into a grocery store, buy whatever you want, um, go wherever you want. Oh, that's all going to change. You can't do that anymore. They've already told you it's coming. They've told you over and over and over again what they're going to do to you. And everybody just laughs. Is all oh, that will never happen here. Folks, CV-19 and the jab, that told you that the American people are ripe, totally ripe, for total takeover. Total takeover. And they know it. In fact, Bill Clinton, long, long time ago, told the elite, and this I got this from, I can't remember where the news came from, but he told the elite, the American people, I can give them to you. They're ripe for takeover. You don't have to do anything. He's right. We are now ripe for a total takeover. Can you imagine a free country where you could do anything you wanted, basically? Or you may have to apply for approval here and there for state use or whatever. But you could set up your own company. You could do pretty much what you wanted. Okay, you were free. Overnight, they locked you into your house. And they told you if you went outside... Uh, you would be arrested, and some people in America were arrested for going outside when they were under lockdown. Now, we did have some sheriffs that said, we're not going to enforce any of this. But that's an unusual police officer. He said, I'm not. We had one right here in Dunn County. He says, I'm not going to enforce any of this. And he didn't. But that's the only uh, standout you had between you and them. Well, Donald Trump comes along, and what did he say? They're not after me, which, of course, now they are. They are after you. And nobody believed it. He just said, I'm standing in the way. That was a warning. That was a warning of what is going to happen next. And what is happening to Trump Maybe just stage, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I believe he's coming back. I don't think they're seeing the, seeing the last of Trump. They're trying desperately to get rid of him, even if they have to assassinate him. Watch, out, watch Trump real close. I think there's going to be a lot of surprises coming down the pike. But the big surprise is the American people who were free, totally free, gave up all their freedoms, closed businesses, closed restaurants, closed everything, couldn't travel. How did that happen? How do you go from totally free to total slavery without a whimper? I don't know, Larry. How, do you, how did that happen? 
Well, I don't know. We didn't close up in Oklahoma like most everybody did. They call this outlaw country for more than one reason. And uh, <laughs> I, I pretty much went where I wanted to go. I bought what I needed to find, I find and bought. And, and uh, you know, I, I guess I'm a dinosaur, but I stomped around in my dinosaur costume and did what I needed to do. And and I didn't wear, wear a mask, you know, and... Uh, well, that's that's the way it is, but uh, I know in a lot of states, and that's why I've told people, if you live in a blue state, this thing's going to come overnight like a battering ram down on top of you, but, uh, you know, people don't want to move, so, you know, nothing you can do about that, but uh, it's it's amazing, Some and you mentioned Trump, by the way, and, and here's something that's interesting, too, here's a few things I wanted to talk about real quick. Uh, on Yahoo News today, the Hill uh, News says Tucker Carlson asked Donald Trump, "Are you worried they're going to try and kill you?" And this is during a short clip interview on uh, what they call X. It used to be Twitter, and mm-hmm. uh, Tucker Carlson said, "Why wouldn't they try and kill you, honestly?" And then Trump's answer to that was this, and I quote, "They're savage animals." They're people that are sick, and he's very, very right. And by, by the way, and of course, I guess everybody saw the uh, the uh, uh, mugshot, you know, that they got, you know, in Georgia on him. And, and boy, I was listening to some of the charges today against some of the people that they've indicted in Georgia. They and most of these people's never been in Georgia, never went to Georgia. You know, Trump didn't go to Georgia. He just, well, uh, other than a rally, but, I mean, he basically said, uh, I just don't trust that election. I don't agree with it. And that's what, you know, you can't do that. And I heard that, uh, you know, one of the guys indicted, you know, all he did was pick up a phone and was trying to call uh, one of the legislators in uh, Georgia. Well, you can't do that. You can't pick up your telephone and call one of the legislators. You're indicted. You're you're going to prison. And yeah, even though he insane. has every right and is supposed to be, if he feels the election was uh, questionable, he has every right and duty, actually, as president of the United States, to question it. No, he doesn't. Well, not he anymore doesn't. because he's a communist. If you if you <laughs> if you've been indicted at least four times this year for saying it wasn't a true election, that something was wrong with it. There's no rights. And when they also go after and take away his file charges against his attorneys that represent him, and you've seen them from the start. They were trying to help him, and then they quit and got silent because they they were broken. They, They took their law licenses. They come against them that way. They broke them financially. And he can't hardly find an attorney that will actually – any attorney. It's the same way with doctors now. Any doctor that, that even though, you know, the jab kills people right and left, if you say that and you're a doctor or a medical person, you lose your job, you lose your license, they take everything. Stuart, this is not America. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, no. I, no, no, no. I, I, was, born, I was born and raised in America – this, this is not America. I can guarantee you. And by the yep. way, um, Breitbart had one uh, come out today, uh, headlines, Trump arrested mm-hmm. by Fulton County Sheriff in Georgia. Shock. 
mugshot taken of the world's most famous man, political prisoner, says uh, the fourth arrest this year, the Trump mugshot has rallied the opposition. And then what's interesting about that also is the fact that uh, Carrie Lake was on today, and that's another thing that got cheated out of her election. And, um, you know, the clock's running down. But anyway, she said this morning, uh, she said this on the war room, we're now in a Marxist revolution in America, and what they are doing to Trump, they're planning to do the same to us. The clock has run out. Not much time left. They're ready to mast and lock us down again with C-19 2.0. And um, after that, um, Dr. Gina Loudon and and Miranda, and because I watch America's Voice News, because they they tell you the truth. Um, Mm -hmm. Alan Dershowitz was on, and he said this Trump mugshot is a classic example of American injustice. He says the line is now being crossed. We have gone over into evil. And then Sarah Palin today, by the way, and this has been on multiple uh, stations, uh, she says civil war is coming over the Trump prosecutions, and she's warning that a civil war is coming to America, and people better get ready because it's coming ready or not. Yes. We're watching the destruction of the United States. We're, what we're watching is the breakup of the Union. Uh, Washington is merely just a corporation. Most people don't realize that. Washington is only a corporation. That's how that whole thing works. All the states are just members, but you can't disassociate. But they're not, they run the military. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Let's say Texas decided to secede, which they have every legal right to do. Uh, what is the U.S. military going to do about that? Would Biden or Obama invoke the U.S. military? to stop Texas from seceding from the Union. That's civil war. We're in a civil war already. It's just kind of a silent war. It's a war between lawyers and governors and whatnot, just exactly like Jeremiah told us was coming, that it was ruler against ruler, authority against authority, it's more like there's a, a war of legalities going on right now, but it leads, according to Jeremiah, into violence, total violence. And this is where we're headed, and this is what Marxists do. This is what communists do. They come into a nation, they destabilize it through infiltration of your education, of your uh, judicial system, your lawyers and uh, your pulpits, and your educational system to the universities. They're all communists now, basically. And uh, with the help of China and the UN, which is a communist operation from start to finish, this is where this happened, and now it's too late, I think. And everything is starting to go south, the economy, everything. Here's something, Larry, breaking. 57 new banks certified for Biden's digital money executive order. FedNow digital payment system is here. There is a forced function of digital money as a means of social control. 
There is a growing movement to do away with paper money. The government wants to implement a centralized digital currency that allows them to monitor and control all your financial transactions. Senate Bill 3571 describes these as Fed accounts, and it's only a matter of time until the sinister plan is implemented. Well, it's actually being implemented very slowly. Our representatives have this to say about Biden's digital money. Majority Whip Tom Emmer said digital money strips Americans of their right to financial privacy. It is a dangerous surveillance tool. Congressman Brian Donald says CBDCs pose a clear threat to Americans' financial independence. With this, uh, the government can track everything you do, every single purchase, transaction, and dollar that needs to come in and leaves your account. Congress, the feds, and the IRS can see all your transactions. The Chinese Communist Party's move to use government-run digital currency to impose further control on its people and its economy is a cautionary tale that America must avoid. Another senator, the Federal Reserve push to develop a central bank digital currency would allow the Fed to track an individual's transactions indefinitely. Now, here's the problem, folks. Um, here's just a few. Let's say you're overweight because they want you to wear the wearables. You, they want you to mand, They want a mandate that you go in for physicals every year. Remember, this is all through the medical establishment. And your wearables measure your heartbeat, measure this, measure that. That all goes into the government. People just don't know that. But it's true. But here, some examples. If you're overweight, the government will simply restrict your ability to buy certain items. Let's say you go to the grocery store and you pick up a couple loaves of bread. You go to check it out. You can't. They won't allow it. So you have to put it back on the shelf. Need ammunition? Well, you won't be able to get it. Any business deemed non-essential will be shut down. Any individual who goes against the party line is simply frozen out of the system. You simply won't be able to get access to your money. And people don't realize what this is about. And they're going to do the same thing about your vaccine. Oh, you don't want to take the jab? Well, <laughs> I guess we'll just have to close out your digital account. And they confiscate all your money. You see where this is going? And it's happening rapidly now. Uh, this is really unusual, uh, fast, I guess I should say. They're speeding this up. This is all part of the U.N., United Nations, which is a Trojan horse, never should have been allowed on the American soil. It's a Trojan horse, and it's a Marxist communist takeover organization. If you don't believe it, read the Charter of the United Nations. It's communist charter. It's all it is. And here they are running just about everything. All of this is sanctioned by the U.N. 
And uh, this has been going on for a long time. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, for example, tried to sneak this digital Federal Reserve accounts or digital wallets into the $2 trillion pandemic stimulus bill, but pulled it out at the last minute. Now, Senator Sherrod Brown has stepped up and proposed a new digital dollar draft, S3571, Banking for All Act. Back in 2020, the feds teamed up with the Massachusetts Institute of Technology to work on Fed coin blockchain technology. It's all computerized. And remember, back in October of 2021, Biden asked Congress to authorize new bank surveillance measures of Americans to the IRS for accounts as little as $600. But banks and depositors in large numbers pushed back. Folks, they are going to lock you down into a system that you will not be able to. To get out from under. It is actually a digital prison and total control. And most people are going to go for it. And then they're going to step forward and, and they're going to say, remember what it says about the mark of the beast. No one can buy or sell, save he that has the mark. So um, basically, I think this is what this wave that's coming it's going to bring about. It's going to be around the mark of the beast that you watch. It's going to have absolute control over everyone's life all over the world, not just in the United States. This is a global, he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, to receive a mark. Now, I know a lot of people claim that the vaccine uh, and the fake hoax, covid 19, there's no such thing. It was influenza engineered, bioengineered, by the way, weaponized to scare the people into taking the mRNA jab, which has nothing to do with uh, helping you. (laughs) It has nothing to do with that. It's all about control. It's all about liquidation. It's all about the uh, culling of humanity. And this next one is going to be much more deadly. And if the people refuse it, then they'll go to nuclear war. That's what are evil to the core. They have no compassion or mercy for anyone except themselves and their own family. They live and love death. And that's where we're at. Those who hate me, the Lord says, love death. And now what are we seeing? Robert Kennedy just said there death thirty I think he said there were thirty six thousand specialist scientists working on death jabs. Folks, this is real. When when uh, the I, I can't remember if it was Paul or who said it. We who are alive and remain, talking about the rapture of the church. Why would he say we who are alive and remain? It must mean that there were millions of Christians that died already. 
we are ones who survived all of that. What do you think, Larry? <laughs> well, I was thinking, oddly enough, of uh, Anton Johansson and his uh, prophecies. And, you know, he was the one that actually prophesied that the Titanic on its maiden voyage would never make its, reach its destination and it would sink. The unsinkable ship would sink on its first voyage. And people probably thought he was a little weird then. But he, he actually <laughs> said, and I've read it and went back and forth and read it a number of times in that little booklet about him, uh, that uh, Jesus himself, and he says it clearly, Jesus himself came to him and told him about an American second civil war that was coming to America. And uh, he said he forgot some of the things that he was told about it because he didn't live in America, so he didn't consider it that much. Uh, but uh, he said that uh, he was told by the Lord that uh, a number of states would not go along with the central government and their plans for this entire country, and they would actually withdraw and solidify like two or three, uh, you know, in a group. They would, they would, uh, I guess you could say, uh, you know, make a uh, a pact, if you want to put it that way, that they would defend each other and defend themselves against the central government and anybody else. And so that seems to be, uh, you know, basically where we're headed. And I have never, literally, never heard as much civil war rhetoric now from the news media. Ever. I've, I've never heard that level that we're getting now. Yeah, I think they're they're preparing everyone for it because it's coming. Uh, that's probably why they're they're doing it. They're pushing and pushing and pushing to see if the American people will rise up. And eventually, it, I guess it's the governors that rise up. It's the uh, authorities that the people. It's not the people themselves is the indication so much as it is the the leaders and the authorities are the ones who do the rebelling which would go along because you can't you know it have to be the governors to secede and the uh, the the leaders of their various congresses or whatever you want to call them and uh, this thing is going to get really heavy and it's going to get mandatory and eventually of course they win break up or not he causes all, both small and great. So it's global. Here's something from the World Health. Do you have anything you want to bring up? Well, For sure. uh, interestingly, I, I was going to also mention, uh, and this is from Hal Turner, but I wanted to say I have vetted it, and it's very accurate. <laughs> okay? I mean, I, I've heard it from multiple sources, including uh, Peter Navarro, who worked for Trump, who's a heck of a, an economist. Uh, anyway, uh, Hal Turner put this out on the 24th. That, you know, nobody was talking about it for about two days, and now they're talking about it. He said it's now official. BRICS adds Saudi Arabia, Iran, Argentina, Egypt, Ethiopia, and the United Arab Emirates who control 80% of the global oil. And he said BRICS is creating its own gold-backed currency for international trade debts. So there, there again, that basically, if, if that 
comes through, and it appears the globalists want that to come through, to yep. destroy or diminish or destroy America, and especially kill the American dollar. That's the plan. So yep. we're just watching this happen, and, and oddly enough, where Trump had, you know, you remember when Trump went to Saudi Arabia, they treated him like a king. Yes. Yeah, you Very remember oddly. Joe Biden. You remember Joe Biden's fist bump with Mohammed bin <laughs> Salman. Yes. I mean, you got to be kidding me, right? Yeah. That was actually I shouldn't laugh what they did to how they treated Biden as versus Trump. It's like Israel. Uh, you know, Obama hates Israel, and Obama is really running the things because Joe's. Uh, Commie Joe there is brain dead, basically. And uh, so somebody has to be running it from the background. And I think we know who that is because Obama told us right on live TV, really, that he was still running it. He was still the president. Then he laughed and said, I was just kidding. No, he wasn't. He he told you who who he was. Anyway, World Health Organization, climate change. Now, get this, might require vaccinating the populations against migrating mosquitoes. You might just remember that Bill Gates released a whole bunch of bioengineered mosquitoes. I think it was in Florida. (laughs) So the World Health Organization officials suggest that mass vaccinations might be required to combat Mosquito-borne illnesses, they are coming in from every angle to bring in fear and panic. And uh, I think they're going to get away with it. (laughs) I don't know. Larry, what do you think? What else you want to talk about? Well, I was, uh, as, as you were sharing that, I was thinking what we talked about on Hal Turner. And, you know, I... It's kind of, that's, you know, something that's kind of sticks in my craw when people act like, I'll use the term act like, that God can't use anybody, okay? Yes. There's people out there God just can't use. Well, he could. Well, how about when Paul was killing, gathering up Christians and killing them? Could God yes. ever use? Yeah, I mean, that's a fact. That's a real-time deal. So I may, you know, maybe uh, maybe Hal Turner's not as bad as Paul was, <laughs> but I was also thinking. Well, you know, we talk a lot about uh, someone by the name of, a, a, as you call her, a shaman lady. Uh, you know, no eyes. Yes. Yeah, and and you know, it don't matter that everything she gave Mary Summer Rain in the book almost has come to pass exactly. Exactly. I would call that vetting a little bit. So how is it that an Antichrist person that couldn't see, basically, could prophesy and it all be almost totally accurate so far? Maybe not all fulfilled, but a lot of it was. And even uh, Red Elk knew about her and knew of her. And, of course, people didn't like Red Elk either. But uh, yeah. I just it just bothers me when people out there put themselves on a pedestal and, and judge other people and say, well, God can't use them. That's not right. Yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of those kind of folks, um, religious spirits. 
um, when you said you're not a religious person. I'm not. I never was. Uh, Jesus didn't bring uh, a new religion, not really. If you really study it out, he brought an end to almost all the religions. He called them what they were. He brought something that most people can't figure out. What Jesus came to tell us was a new heart, not a new religion, but a new heart. How do I get my new heart? What's he talking about? Well, if you go into Ezekiel, you go into Jeremiah and whatnot, you'll find out in the Old Testament what he was talking about. God says, I will put my spirit within you. Well, what's his spirit? It's divine love. This is, this is the issue between God and man. It's only one. It's not all your sins. You're born in sin. You live in sin. You can't help it. It's your nature. So Jesus knows that. So he came down here, told you how to get out of this evil matrix, find him, and go and change your address, basically, to the kingdom of heaven rather than the kingdom of hell, which is where he warned everybody that won't do what he told you. That's where you're ending up. You're in, we're in Satan's kingdom by default. It's a leasehold that he has, and that leasehold is up almost. And then uh, th this war that we're watching, it, it's not only a spiritual war, it's it manifesting itself as mankind gets more and more restless, more and more angry, and goes to war. We don't know how to do anything else. We just love to fight and kill and torture and rape and maim and do all that stuff. We're worse than animals. Animals don't do that. So <laughs> we, we really do have people who work on torture and uh, torturing people. I, there's something wrong with humanity. Well, well, all I'll you got to do is, yeah, go ahead, Larry. Well, I was just going to mention when you were talking about uh, the the evil, you know, and, and how we go to wars and all. Yeah, but the thing is that what people still don't understand is the elite goes to war with your your kids. They go to war with other people's kids, and those yep. are the cannon fodder. It's not the elite's children. It's never the elite themselves. They use you, and we can't figure that out. But I was thinking, too, you know, I know people don't like me to interrupt you, but I was just want to mention that <laughs> not only was Jesus a, a revolutionary person, his mother Mary was, too. And, and this just shows people how that you can't figure – God's not a man. I mean, the Bible clearly says God is not a man. And everybody keeps thinking you can figure the Bible out, but, but – you know, a man didn't write the Bible. The Holy Spirit moved on those men of old, and the Holy Spirit wrote it through them is what happened. That's right. That's right. But what's so interesting is, and, and this could happen during our lifetime before we're done here. In the next few months, something could happen that we can't even imagine. And with that, I'll use uh, Jesus' mother Mary. She was a revolutionary person, too, because guess what? 
you, you know, everybody thought they had, uh, you know, the creator's plan down pat because of the, all the, you start, anybody, I challenge you, go back to the Bagats. Start reading the Bagats. This, you know, Adam Bagat, this one, and it just went on and on and on. Men, 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 men. It was always a man, wasn't it, in the Bagats. It was a, it's just something the Creator did. He just used the men only. Well, guess what? Mary is in the Bagats. How is that possible? How is that even possible? Yep. Yep. Well, because... There was a plan. There's an agenda. There's a hand stretched out upon all the nations. That's why I read it in the beginning of all this. And people forget the God factor. or they, I don't think the American Christian, which is basically already condemned because they have refused to do what Jesus Christ. They come up with all kinds of reasons why they don't have to pick up their own cross. Jesus told you, pick up your cross, follow me. And if you won't do it, you're not worthy of me. Uh, well, that doesn't mean what it says. Well, yes, it does mean what it says, folks. It means exactly what it says. Don't be the ones who end up in front of Jesus Christ where he says, get away from me. I never came to know you. I don't know who you are. I never met you. Don't be one of those because once that's done, you're gone, and you're gone forever. And we are coming up on the time when the, the arrival and the acclimation project will be finished, and the arrival will occur, and it's going to take most of humanity with it, this strong delusion. Why? Well, that's in Thessalonians 2, to damn all those who refused Jesus Christ. Well, I refuse him. I believe in it. That's, that's, no, you have refused him. If you will not do as he commanded, pick up your own cross, follow after me, do as I tell you, obey. Oh, we can't obey. That's a work. That's some sort of legalism. We can't repent. I mean, Jesus did everything for us. We don't have to do any repentance. What's the matter with you? That's how they act. What did Jesus say about repentance? Look up the word repent, repentance, or repented. Go do a word study on it. I mean, <laughs> the command to repent is there. There is a worldly repentance that leads to eternal ruin, and that's like a bank uh, robber who gets caught, and he's sorry he got caught. So maybe he repents of uh, robbing banks. That's worldly repentance. Uh, maybe somebody's having an affair with some woman, and he realizes this is not right. I can't do this. He repents. That's a worldly repentance. All that is is worldly repentance. But there is a godly repentance, and uh, that's a godly sorrow leadeth to a repentance not to be repented of. And when you stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and he offers you his love, that is when you repent of your own, I guess you could say we are, like this guy said, filthy rags. It's not a work, folks. It's not a work. It's not a legalism. 
Obedience is something commanded of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let these fake preachers, teachers, and evangelists out there tell you otherwise. Go back to your scripture and read it so you don't end up where they're going to end up. Uh, I've gone out there on all these websites. I find nothing about the straight gate. All I see are this concept of, oh, you just say a sinner's prayer and be, uh, you know, if they even do that, a lot of churches, uh, when you're baptized as a little baby, that's it. You're in the kingdom. I mean, it's all a farce. It's all a lie. Jesus told you exactly how to get saved, and we are refusing it. We're saying, no, we will not. Remember when Jesus said about Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, he's weeping. Why will you not come to me? Why will you not let me, like chicks in a mother hen, covering her chicks? I grew up on a farm. It's something to watch. Here's maybe 10 or 20 little chicks running around. And they get scared, and what does the mother do? She opens up her wings. All those little chicks hide under her wings, and she closes them back down. You wouldn't even know they were there. That's what he's getting at. He wants to save everyone. It's not my will, the Lord said, that anybody perish. I want all to come to repentance. We don't. We're refusing him with this garbage of a sinner's prayer or a baptism. The people that God sent away had gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's what they're complaining about. Well, didn't we do this? Didn't we do that? Yeah, but you didn't do what you were supposed to do. In Luke, you'll find you passed over judgment and love. You did all the good works, but you passed over judgment and love. What's judgment? Straight gate and narrow way. That's the judgment. Psalm 23 is the straight gate and the narrow way. Read it. It's all there. I don't know why people can't see it, but they can't. Anyway, what else you got, Larry? Well, I was going to mention also uh, Zero Hedge News, Tyler Durden, had information out I uh, found today. He says, Wagner Group decries murder of Progosin amid reports that an anti-air missile struck Progosin's aircraft. Uh, there is a report out of Russia that says that bodies of both uh, Yegeti Progosin and the second-in-command, Dmitry Utkin, were identified as dead in the crash. There were 10 in the plane of the crash. And so basically the top command of Wagner has been taken out in one strike. So we're still, nobody still knows if, uh, you know, the Wagner bosses are dead or if there's some, the bodies are somebody else. And uh, there's all kind of conjecture, you know, we're hearing bomb, a bomb was in the plane. We're hearing a missile hit the plane. We're hearing fire from the ground hit the plane. Uh, we're hearing a satellite took the plane down. So this is still a, uh, it's one of what you call your enigmas. Yeah, and they're blaming uh, Russia 
for doing it when probably it was the uh, CIA and, and uh, <laughs> NATO that did it. Uh, and on and on and on it goes. So, um, you know, whatever they say, they're lying usually. And uh, it's just too bad. There's more wildfires, by the way. Canada now has over 1,000 wildfires. Uh, they just seem to rise up spontaneously all at the same time. It's kind of weird. And uh, it makes one wonder if they're uh, not using uh, some sort of a laser to start these fires from satellite or something. And uh, they're starting off in Washington, Idaho. And um, I think they can use this to burn everybody out, force them into the cities. Anyway, I wanted to read this headline, Mask Mandates. Contact tracing, that's the dangerous part, now being re-implemented at offices and colleges. Folks, if we didn't learn from this first go-around, <laughs> we're never going to learn, and we're going to go into total slavery. This is what this is about. It has nothing to do with health. They don't care. They want to kill you all. They don't care if they have to release a pathogen that's deadly or how they do it? They just don't care. Yeah, Larry, any last little bit you want to bring in? Yeah, their whole entire system is set up on cell phones, if you will, and they're following you and tracking you, and the only way they know you have contact with somebody is because your cell phone is next to their cell phone. And so basically, use a little common sense. If, if they want to lock you down or if they want to track you, leave your stupid phone at home. Turn it off and leave it at home and go see who you want to. They're not going to use a billion-dollar satellite to watch everybody in America. Well, the other thing you can do, folks, is you get some of this Faraday cloth. You can get it on Amazon, and you make a pouch for your phone. And about three or four layers of that cloth... That phone cannot be traced, and you keep it in your pouch so you've got it with you in case of an emergency. And you only pull it out for an emergency. They can't track you. But Larry's absolutely right. When your phone goes next to somebody else, they know it. And if that person maybe has symptoms, then they're going to contact you, and you go into lockdown. You go into uh, maybe a 10-day restricted place at your home or wherever. Anyway, thanks a lot, Larry, for coming on. And, uh, folks, heads up. This is moving very, very fast. And this comet that's coming in is a deadly warning for, I believe, the entire planet. Keep your eye on it, and uh, we'll keep you posted on it. Anyway, good night and take it easy.